On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, hearing God will take you on an exciting journey of growing in fellowship with Him and walking in His ways as you respond to His voice. Welcome to Hear and Obey. I'm excited to share with you what I believe is such an important truth. Uh, I don't know of anybody, I don't know of a believer that doesn't want to hear from the Lord, and I don't know anybody that's, that, quote, they hear from God that doesn't want to hear better. Everybody wants to hear God. Uh, the truth is, is that all relationships, if there's going to be a good relationship, you have to have communication. Uh, it's the husband and wife, parent and child. If you work with someone, you, you've got to have good communication. The better the communication, the better the relationship is going to be. What we have with Jesus is that we have a relationship with the King of Kings. And what I want to share here hopefully will help all of us um, tune in better to hear Him. Uh, I want to start with a passage, and let me encourage you also that if you're uh, watching this, we do have a manual that is uh, available to download, and I encourage you to get that, because what I hope to do is to give you enough information as I'm sharing that then you can go back through the manual and, and think about some of the notes and things that you took and use it to really help you, take you to another level in your relationship. John 10, 10 1 says, Assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up another way, the same as a thief and a robber. He who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls the sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yes, they will no means follow a stranger, but he will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And so, verse 27, and we do have this in the manual, it says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. A number of years ago, we were in the privilege of being in Romania, and this is, uh, there were still shepherds that we saw there. We've also seen this in, in Turkey and some other areas, but they had, the shepherds had come up to a watering area, and there were three or four shepherds standing there talking, and um, the sheep were all around the watering area. And I'd heard this before, but I'd never actually seen it. But the truth was is that when, after they had watered for some length of time, the shepherds began to go off in different directions, and they began to call their sheep. And to my amazement, the sheep actually separated and followed the individual shepherds. I mean, what Jesus is saying here is that, look, we're the sheep, he's the shepherd, and we will know his voice. So that's what we're talking about here is really knowing him, not just knowing about him, but really knowing him. Continuing to grow in our relationship demands that we are able to hear him. But he said, though, that this is what he said, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And that really is the, the, the bottom line of all Christianity is that we, we know him, not just know about him, not just gathering some more information, but that we actually know him and we, we tune in to him and we hear him. Um, and so it's important for us to recognize that this is what he's calling us into a relationship. So I want to start here with a couple of things that I'll just make a point, our position, my position in really doing this particular teaching. I believe that God eagerly desires intimate fellowship with all of his children. 
And we'll talk about that as we go along. But I, I really believe that he desires fellowship with us. He still speaks today, and he wants us to hear. And hearing presupposes obedience. Point being is that if you don't, if we're not going to obey him, we're not going to, why would he want to keep speaking to us? So it's very, very important that we hear him, tune into him, and that's really what he wants us to do. Now, let me just make a statement about also about the fact that, you know, from the beginning of the Bible, we, we have a tendency to believe that, oh, well, you know, sin has separated us from God and, and the whole deal. But God's design from the very beginning was that he wanted a fellowship with us. I personally believe that God created us for fellowship. He didn't create us just so that we would go to church or just so that we would have a ticket to go to heaven. He created us to know him. And in the very beginning, he speaks. He communicates. But again, we have a tendency to believe, well, you know, sin separates us from God and all of that. Well, no, not really. I mean, you think about when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, who came to them? God did. I mean, he came to them. Uh, you know, you have all these situations all the way through. God's desire was to be with his people that he created. Uh, you follow that on through. He said, I want to build build me a tabernacle that I might dwell with you. He wants us to to know him. He want, He loves us. He told uh, David to build a, a, a tabernacle, and then he, he David's tabernacle was really different because it wasn't set up with all the, the pomp and ceremony, but it was about, we were able to come into his presence really without all of the blood sacrifices and the animals and all of that. Later, they built a temple, Solomon's temple. All of these things were designed because God wanted to dwell with his people. He is always, he loves us. He, 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 we're his creation. He, he wants to fellowship with us. He's not, it's not, uh, we're not robots. He had angels to do whatever he wants them to do. Created us for fellowship. And fellowship, got to have some communication. You don't necessarily have to be perfect in that, but you do have to have some kind of relationship and communication. Then, of course, then we have Jesus. Who is Jesus? Well, Old Testament said he's Emmanuel. He's God with us. Um, God literally put on flesh and dwelt among us. And then Jesus said, look, I'm going to go to the Father, and the Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's going to live in you. So all the way through Scripture, what we have is God pursuing us. He has been pursuing us from the beginning. He created us. He wants us to know him. And he, he just wants us to walk in relationship with him. Now, why I call this hear and obey is because one of our presuppositions is, is that why would God speak to us if we don't obey? Why would anybody, if, if you're in a relationship and you're trying to communicate, but the person has no, there's no, uh, I'm not saying blind obedience, but there's no response, proper response. Why you want to? Why would you want to keep talking? So in the New Testament, Hebrews three seven and eight says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trial in the wilderness. It was very clear that God is saying, look today, today He's still speaking. Today, he's still looking for his people. He's still wanting to relate to us. But he says, today, if you, if you want to continue to hear, you're going to have to have a response from your heart. You can't just be like the children of Israel who said, I, I'm, we're not going to obey. Hebrews 12, 25 says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks, for they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth. 
how much shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? Now, if you look at that scripture, he said, do not refuse him who speaks. He didn't say spoke. That's present tense. So he's speaking. And if they didn't escape him who refused who spoke previously, understand that. But how we turn away from who speaks from heaven. So the reality is, is that, hey, he's speaking. He wants us to hear his voice. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Revelations 3.20. We've heard that verse. You've probably heard that verse yourself. But again, think what it says here. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and dine with him. So again, we're talking about hearing. So what are we really talking about here? Well, I want to make some comments in setting the stage here. Number one, when I talk about hearing God, we have a tendency to think about just natural hearing. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how do we relate and communicate to a living God who is spirit. And that's why it's so important for us to understand that I'm going to use some terms here. When I talk about hearing God, sometimes it's an impression in the inner man, something that goes on here. Sometimes I'm reading the Bible, and all of a sudden something just sort of becomes alive. I I believe that's him speaking to me. I can hear God through other people. Sometimes I'll be hearing somebody talk, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I think, are you talking to me? And if you're sensitive, <clears throat> that's what we're talking about here, we'll begin to tune in and we'll begin to go, wow, Lord, you're speaking in all kinds of ways and manners and communicating. And so don't get stuck just thinking that you have to hear something because we have a tendency to just hearing God. I don't hear God. I don't hear God. Listen, he speaks communicates in multiplicity of ways. I can get things out of nature. I mean, sometimes the birds sing, the clouds moving. Uh, So what I'm pointing out is that don't get hung up in just thinking you've got to hear something. Uh, God doesn't speak. If you're hearing audible sounds from outside, then we need to pray for you because the Spirit of God lives in us, not outside, speaking to us. Uh, But we get impressions, we get thoughts, there's all kinds of things that cross through our mind, and a lot of times we we are to take thoughts captive, we got to be careful that we don't allow the enemy to plant thoughts, but sometimes those thoughts are the Lord. Um, Dreams, visions, all that is and can be, we'll talk about those as we go along, all these things we'll discuss. But um, my point is, is that communication is what God's after. And we've got to open and expand what we're talking about, not just talking about one thing that we hear audibly. And then <clears throat> the last thing I want to say to you is always a warning here. I really don't like people saying, well, you know, God told me, God did this, and God, I got a word from God. Uh, we have a tendency to use that, uh, but what we need to do is understand that any kind of major, quote, word from God, we need to, it needs to be in community aspect. We've got pastors and leaders, and you should be in relationship with people. A lot of times we get things from, you know, and I'm going, well, I don't know if this is the Lord or not. I need to be in relationship with people that can speak into that. 
So I just want to encourage you, don't just get a quote word from God and then you're off doing whatever you're supposed to do. Listen, we are the body of Christ, not the individual of Christ. So it's important for us to recognize that, listen, we need to test things that we hear, and we're going to talk about that in the later sessions, but we need to understand how to work together, how we hear God collectively, and yes, he does speak to us individually, but we need to understand how to work together. Now, chapter one. Any good Bible study should start in Genesis. And the reason being, so you want to find out what's in the beginning. Uh, the beginning of something is very, very important. So if you go to the very beginning, um, you've got God speaking to, we've already talked about that in the garden. He came to Adam and Eve and spoke to them in the cool of the morning. <clears throat> but listen to this. This is after the fall. Genesis 4, 6, the Lord said to Cain, Genesis 9.8, God spoke to Noah. Genesis 15.1, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Genesis 28, he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up and the Lord stood above it and said, Exodus 3.2, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire. He said, here am I in Exodus 3.4, God called to him. Joshua 5.13 and 14, this is where Joshua encounters the commander of the Lord. And he said, are you forester for our adversaries? He said, no. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I've now come. So my point is, is in reading, you can go through the scriptures, and we just I just picked a few here. I mean, God is speaking. He is speaking. He is communicating. And, and from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the very end of the Bible, God is communicating with us. So, And he's still communicating with us today. Now, I want us to, uh, to we talk about the New Testament, uh, where he talked about a sheep hear my voice. I want to turn to uh, Matthew chapter 13 and um, read a passage of scripture. This is a parable that Jesus tells. It's the parable about the sower. In verse one, it says, the same day Jesus went about the house and sat by the sea, a great multitude were gathered together to him so that he got in a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spoke many things to them in parables saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and when he sowed, some seed fell on the wayside. Birds came and devoured them. Then some fell on the stony places, where they did not have much earth, and immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Others fell on the good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And this is verse 9, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I would pretty well bet that if Jesus was talking to those people, he realized they had ears. Uh, he's not talking about natural ears. He's talking about spiritual ears. Do they have spiritually, have they tuned in? Are they listening to him? Don't just listen in one level, but listen by the Spirit. And his disciples came to him and says, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, because it's been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. So he very clearly says, look, I'm going to reveal, speak, communicate to you because you are a, a child of God. I'm going to communicate this to you, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And then whoever has more will be given, will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, what he has will be taken away. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand, so that the prophecy that could be fulfilled. 
And then in verse 16, it says, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Now, what he's saying here is that, look, you want to know, you want to hear, he wants to speak. Let me say it this way. He is speaking, and if we really want to hear, then that the aspect of, of obviously the obedience is there. But, I mean, he wants, us to, he wants to communicate to us. Now, if you just want something, if you don't want him, you're probably not going to hear much. But if you really want to grow, he wants you to grow. Acts chapter 10 is a story of, of Cornelius. And this is another interesting story. It says that... Um, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all of his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming to him, saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said, your prayers, your alms have come up for a memorial before God. Now, I, I would encourage you to read all of Acts chapter 10. It's a phenomenal story of how the Gentiles came in the fullness of the kingdom of God. But the point is, is that what we have here is the multiplicity of ways that God is communicating to his people. It said there was a vision, uh, but there were some words out of that vision. It looked like an angel. Um, and if we go on through, we see... Peter, in that same uh, chapter, having a trance and hearing from God. So there's all kinds of ways. That's what I'm talking about. There's all kinds of ways God is communicating. So clearly, as he communicated in the Old Testament, he's also communicating in the New Testament also. Uh, we've talked about these verses in Revelations that he, in every one of those churches, he said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to churches. Now again, God is not saying, uh, do you have an ear? No, we've all got ears. He's not saying that. He's saying, listen, put on your spiritual ears. You have to tune in. You have, how do you do that? We well, have to pursue him. You have to be, you have to be, you have to press in to God. Not about just doing something. It's having a real desire. I really want to hear. Remember what Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they will follow me. They won't follow a stranger because they don't know the stranger's voice, but they're going to follow me. And that's what God wants us to do. He, he has given us ears to hear. He has helped us to hear. Now, I just say again, reason that he tells us he wants to speak to us, but he also wants us to understand that uh, if we're not going to obey what he says, then why is he wanting to speak? Um, you know, my, my sheep hear my voice. They will follow no other. They follow me. And so he wants us to understand the importance of obedience. Obedience is very, very important to him. This is Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 25. It said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Now, again, not just, not just to hear only, but one who hears and responds. Okay, and let's just take that example. What sayings? What he's speaking through his word so his word is alive, and we'll talk about that in the next session, it, it, or the, the next after that. It, it comes alive. It is, if we have ears to hear, the word itself is speaking to us. So he said, okay, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. Rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house. It did not fall 
for it was founded on the rock. And if you continue to read that, the one that hears but doesn't obey, it's like building your house on sand. Now, the interesting thing, I encourage you to read that Matthew 7 passage, the storm comes against both houses. So there's no option. The storm's coming. So the issue is not whether the storm, the issue is, is, are you built on the rock or are you built upon the sand? Now, how do you build that? By hear and obey. You hear and obey. So that's what God is wanting to get us to understand. He wants to speak. He is speaking, but if we don't, if we don't have a heart to obey, if we don't have a heart to follow him, then my sheep follow me. You know, like I said in the very beginning, those shepherds, when they walked off and they were calling to their sheep, they knew their voice and they began to follow them. It's interesting too that they don't you don't drive sheep. The good shepherd leads and the sheep follow. And they follow because that's what the desire is. They just that's how God created us. We are to follow after him. Hebrews 12, 25 says, See, you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, how much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven? I shared that a few minutes ago. But again, we're talking about a present tense. Speaks, speaking, speak. It's not, he spoke a long time ago, but he is still speaking. James 1.25 says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, it's not a forgetful hearer, but is a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. And then Revelations 22.14, blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gate into the city. So, Point being is that God is speaking. And uh, this is a quote from James Rowell, who's a friend of ours, that did a uh, seminar on hearing the voice of God, which really was so impactful in my life way back in the, in the 90s. And what, he makes this statement. The real question is not, does the Lord speak? But rather, do we listen to what he's saying? Now think about that for just a moment. We, we keep saying, well, I'm not sure God is speaking today. Do you really want to hear? Do you really want to hear and obey? Do you really want to hear and follow him? Uh, I'm being honest, we have a tendency to want things, but do we really want him? And what God is calling us to is a relationship, not calling us to uh, little, little tin soldiers to line up and do whatever he wants us to do. No, he's calling us into an intimate relationship with him. He is not wanting us just to go to heaven. He wants us to enjoy his presence now. And he said, we've been reconciled to Father through the blood of the cross. We have peace with God through what Jesus did for us at the cross. We, have a rela- we, we can have a relationship with Father. Jesus came to restore us to a relationship that was lost, that, that Adam lost in the garden. He came to restore us not to a, a religion or a structure. He came to restore us to a relationship. Like I said in the very beginning, if you don't have good communication, you don't have a very good relationship. And what God is wanting to do is to help us to have that relationship. So what I want to do, I want to pray for us. Because I really, this is so important for us. If you're his sheep, you can hear his voice. That's what the Bible says. My sheep hear my voice. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we would, you'd help us to tune in.
I pray, Lord, everyone that is listening, watching, reading this material, I pray they would help us to fine-tune, just like the old radio that we used to have to find those radio stations because they weren't digital. We had to fine-tune those so we could hear. I'm asking you, Lord, to help us to hear your voice. You said, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice, and they will follow. Won't follow a stranger. We don't know the stranger's voice. So I'm asking you, Lord, to help us to hear in every capacity of relationship beyond just the, the, quote, what we call natural hearing, in every way cause us to be tuned in to you. I pray, Lord, that we'd be so sensitive to you that, Lord, we'd begin to, to hear and see through other people, through nature. You, Lord, you would activate dreams and visions in our lives. I'm praying, Lord, that, that, that we would become so sensitive to you, so, so clued in to your voice, so locked in, that, Lord, when we heard something else, we'd know it's not you. I'm asking, Lord, that you do a work in our lives through this teaching on hear and obey that would change us forever. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you that you gave your life. You pursued us. And I pray now that everyone that would watch or listen, and Lord, you'd, do this, you'd cause us to come into such a, a deeper relationship with you. And we love you. We bless you. We thank you that, that you want to speak to us, that you want to communicate to us, that you want to relate to us. We love you. We bless you. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.